you know? Because yeah. each station has different promo uh, teams. Mike, we do have something. Oh, what's that noise? Oh, I hope it's what I think it is. It is. On the hotline? On the hotline right now. Bird, 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 bird. Ladies and gentlemen, for bird, bird, bird. the Netflix show, The Cabin, please welcome our friend Bert Kreischer. Hello? Hey. What's up, buddy? Not much. What are you doing? I wanted to call you, but I didn't know what part of the world you're in. No, I'm in uh, I'm in L.A. today. We did two Bears One Cave live event last night. Oh, everybody! We, we already got calls on it. We already got calls about it today. Dude, it was uh, it was literally off the rails. Can you explain? Like, I, I only saw the I only saw the video of you leaving while the hot blonde girl was walking you guys out, and then I saw people tweeting me about it last night. But I don't really know what happened. So Segura says we're doing a live event, right? Ten bucks. That you can tune in live, and he goes, but it can't just be the podcast. We got to bring extra stuff. So we played a tennis match and filmed that. And he's like, I don't think that's enough extra content to value ten dollars. Right. So I go, let's go to a dominatrix. So he's like, and do what? And I said, we'll get her to torture us, dude. It was, I mean, Cal, it, it's old school radio. Like, I mean, like, remember the stuff we used to do back yeah. in the day yep. when we all got naked and had our wives jiggle our junk? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was old school radio. It was so hilarious. It starts with us getting spanked and nipple clamps and, and, and like demeaned. And, and then she goes, she has, she says privately, she goes, I have a machine that can electrocute you. And I said, can you put it on our junks? And she goes, actually, I have two two sleeves. I can put them both on your junk. Oh. And we're like, you can put both our junk on this electrocution, and you can electrocute us at the same time? And she's like, yes. And Tom's like, no. And I go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we stare each other in the eyes. And Tom's saying to me, he's like, Bert, we are successful comedians with careers. We don't need to do this. And I was like, Tom, we're doing this. And it was the oh. funniest damn thing you've ever seen and then the live event tom got like my favorite porn star this guy owen gray is a guy of course it's a guy i don't want to talk to a girl and so he gets owen gray on and then he got sean evans on from hot ones and we got wasted we played a drinking game it was the funnest event uh, i've at, like that i've ever been a part of and it was so chaotic it lasted like two and a half hours we were blackout drunk by the end i have no recollection of leaving that studio but <laughs> the, my favorite moment ever is we're doing an interview with this guy owen gray and and i said to tom i texted to tom on my phone and i slide to him i said ask him if we can see his junk uh-huh. and tom's like shakes his head no and i go yes <laughs> so we get on the interview i go owen <laughs> he's got pretty big uh package on him uh-huh. so i go owen can we see your your junk? And he goes, he goes now. And we're like, yeah, please. And he goes, well, I'm just sitting in sweatpants. It's not like you know prepared. And we're like, yeah, that's kind of what we want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It at work. And he goes, fine. And he stands up, and it is nine inches. And we're like, what the? Un un unprepared, un unerect, unprepared in sweatpants. And we're like, lose our minds. Best moment. I mean, I cried. I, I cried in the po- in the podcast. Like I was doing that. We were doing an interview with Sean Evans, and I got emotional. Okay, can because, I ask you about you know, that real quick? Yeah. Okay, so we t- we started talking about this this morning. 
I I love the cabin. I, I've been talking about it for three days. I love it. I think it is perfect. It is the perfect. If you said, show me something that tells me how funny Bird is, this is the, the best thing you've ever done. Um, yeah. But one thing that I don't understand is I know you for 20 years now. I know your family. I know your sister. I know your, your sisters. I know your, your parents. I know your father to be nothing but proud and supportive of you since I know him. Why do you feel yeah. like you're still chasing your your uh, the endorsement of your father? Like you have to know that you. it's clear that your father loves you. You guys say I love you to each other more times than any family I've ever seen. And yet, and he's constantly bragging about you. He goes to your shows. Like, uh, like it's like almost like you're still not sure that he's proud of you. Yeah, I think, I, you know, it's so funny. He sent me a text this morning um, affirming his how proud he is of me. It's it's weird because I think we had, I, I, I think we had some, I, I, you know, it's interesting too is that I'm going through this with Georgia right now is uh-huh. that I'm parenting the same way my dad parented me. And it's, and it's, it's loving, but it's this stern loving. Like, my dad's love for me was always like, hey, you're messing up. I need to fix this because I don't want you to be hurt. And I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing with Georgia. And I think it's just something that I'm always going to strive to make my dad proud. Like, that's, my, that's the thing that defines me as approval from him. And by the way, I'm sure there's a therapist that could go, oh, that also defines your relationships with, that was probably what was wrong with me and Jay Moore. Yeah. And why we, we couldn't be friends was that I was looking for approval from him as opposed to friendship. And you're never going to get that from a friend who just wants a friend. And then, and then maybe he leveraged that, what he knew that I was needing for something else. And so I, I'm sure there's a therapist that could pick this apart. But yeah, I was just having to call me off guard. I thought that episode was very good, and I thought it was it was not as funny as the other ones, but as good to watch. And uh, and the idea, though, that I know you so long, and that I know your father, and I know how your father feels about you, that you still feel like you don't have uh, his approval is amazing to me because you know you do, and I know you do, and everybody knows you do, uh, but yet, but yet you still feel like you don't. That just that's awkward to me. Also, it it I feel the uh, opposite way about my son. I feel like my son. Uh, does not care if I approve of anything he does. Like he just, I don't, oh, think, I don't think my approval of what he does. I don't think it matters to him at all. At least not yet. Oh, it's Georgia is does could care less about my approval at, right. in, for the slightest. I mean, right. literally, I I'm like I'm struggling with that relationship right now because for she's just turned a corner at 16. Where you're like, I feel like a needy boyfriend. Like yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I literally said to Leanne the other day, so I just got to act like I'm just not that into her. And right. Like, you got to play hard to get, yeah. I'm playing, yeah, I'm playing hard to get with my daughter. Like, so we're going to eat dinner if you want to or whatever. I don't care. Just don't, <laughs> don't even come out of your room. The worst is Joey. Yeah. I said to Joey, I go, are you in a bad mood? And he's like, no. I go, you, did I do something? Are you mad at me? He goes, why do you always ask me? And I go, I don't know, but I feel like a girl trying to get the attention of her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we're go, such, we are such broken children. That we parent as if we want, like how we wanted to be parented, and our kids are like, "Dude, go get your own room." Yeah. I was gonna say, do you guys not remember being teenagers and not wanting to be around your parents at all? No, I did not want to be around my mother until I was in my twenties, and my my mother was young and she was always cool, and my dad wasn't really around. So when he was around, he was super cool. So I don't, I don't, you know. Oh, the second I got a car, I was never home. I'd be home at like nine o'clock because that was my curfew to go to bed. 
and that was it. I'm telling you, bro. I'm yeah, wearing but, my like, best hold on, but Yeah. Our kids, our kids, like this was, I go, you got like a really cool dad. Like, why wouldn't you want to, like, I'm cool. Like, other kids want to hang out with me. Yes. Like, like people want to hang out with me, and you could care less. Like, I said to her, I said, hey, uh, why don't you, like, I want to take you and your friends um, in the fall, in the, in the winter, when things start opening up. I'm going to throw you and two of your friends on my tour bus with us. And w- when we do shows, on off days, we're going to go and look at colleges. And she was like, nah. And I was like, what do you mean, nah? Like, <laughs> what? What kid gets the opportunity to get on a tour bus with their dad and a bunch of cool comics and and go and tour colleges? And by the way, you know that the 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 the, the colleges that I'll reach out to are going to be like, oh my god, Burke Chrysler's come to our campus. Right. Let's right. let's roll off the red carpet. You want to see the stadium on the fifty yard line? Come on, Burt. Like I, I get that anyway when I go, and I'm not even bringing someone that might go to school at these colleges. And she's like, I, I don't know, Dad. I'm just going to look online. I go, look online. Oh. <laughs> That's how, I mean, could you imagine when we were kids, if somebody would have said like that to us? Like, I always tell Joey, I'm like, Joey's playing football now. And I go, you realize, like, if you need to play football, I can call. Like, if you're playing defense, I can call Warren Sapp and be like, hey, can you show my son a couple of things? And he'd be like, That's cool. I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just always think of uh, there's a picture of Slayer at the Grammys, and the lead singer is posing for a picture, and you see his daughter in the background rolling her eyes. <laughs> like, doesn't matter how cool you are, your kid doesn't think you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in. There's this. There's this chick on Instagram that I'm friends with. Her name's Hannah Stocking, mm-hmm. and, and she's really big. She has like 18 million followers or something. Jeez. But she's really big, especially with like George's group friends. And I do something with her, and then. She gives me a bunch of swag. I give it to the girls. And then I put a video on Instagram of Georgia in Hannah's shirt uh, or sweatshirt. And Hannah uh, posts it on her feed and is like, oh, my God, so cute. Love this girl. Love this outfit. And I'm like, yo, George, you're on Hannah Stocking's feed. And she's like, okay. I was like, hold on. Like, I am excited to be on Hannah Stocking's feed. Like, you don't care? She's like, eh. She goes, I can't accept those followers anyway, so I don't know them, whatever. And you're like, oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Boy, I'm not looking forward to my daughter being a teenager, Mike, because right now she's perfect. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Tim Allen just called us? <laughs> <laughs> Isla is different in that Isla is I, – I, I think I might just raise Isla differently from here on out yeah. and raise her like uh, – raise her like um, – like Grey Gardens, where I go, hey, you're never going to leave the house. We're just going to hang out <laughs> together, and you're not you're not going to see the outside world. I don't want you to meet anyone. Don't leave. Don't go anywhere. Because yeah. I don't like what's happening with your sister. <laughs> My daughter really gave me a little bit of hope yesterday. We were at Joey's football game, and she was tired. And she did. She's like, can I sit on your lap? And I was like, yeah, of course. So she did the sleepy climb up to me, and she nestled up to my head. And I was like, this is the best feeling in the whole world. And then she ripped a huge fart on my leg. And I looked at her, and she started laughing, and then she left. The only reason she pretended to climb on my lap was so she could <laughs> fart on me. And I was like, that is my daughter forever. My connection with my girls is they call my they call my bed the cuddle dungeon. <laughs> and they're oh like, my God. And they're, 
<laughs> they're like, we're not even going. Because I always go, hey, you guys want to cuddle with me? And they're like, we're not getting in the cuddle dungeon. <laughs> now, do they call that uh, cuddle dungeon in the court documents? Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so I always I always go, girls, who wants to get in the cuddle dungeon with their dad? They're like, <laughs> So you have the cuddle dungeon, and Mike likes to force snuggle his kids. <laughs> yes. I had to. I, yeah. I had to give Joey like a thousand dollars worth of PlayStation money in order to cuddle with me for ten minutes. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot get. I literally cannot get them to give me a kiss on the no. cheek or any like. I, and and I have to forcibly grab their heads and kiss them on the top of their head. They won't. Yeah. Anywhere else on their body? Anywhere? No cheeks. Never a cheek. Never anywhere on the forehead. It's got to be top of the dome, like I'm giving them a CTE scan. That's how Juliana is. I, this morning, I go get my coffee at 7 o'clock in, in my living room before she, I mean, in my kitchen before she goes to school. And I go, all right, have a good day. And she's like, all right. And I go to kiss her. And I lean in. And she puts her head down and gives me the back of, of her head. I go, I don't know where this comes from, but uh, this is what I got. I'll take it. Whereas Joey, I don't really want to kiss Joey on the lips because he's a man now. Not and that's uncomfortable for both of us. Yeah, not anymore. But I would. If he ki- if I would now. If he tried to kiss me goodbye on the lips, I would take it. <laughs> I would take it in a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But uh, I bump I mustaches. Yeah, but every <laughs> once in a while I grab him and I force hug him because that's the only thing I do. And sometimes he'll hug me back. God, I would. I can't wait to get to Tampa and hug Joey. Joey will hug you. Hug him too. Joey loves you. Yeah, he loves you. He'd hug you, but I don't. I got nothing. And I, that's your. It's unbelievable out of all the people that I know. My connection to you is one of the things that made me kind of cool to him. Really? Yeah, because he he started learning about you online, and then when I took him to see your show at the Tampa Theater, he was really he really loved it, and that was like his introduction to comedy. And then he's seen Bobby, and I mean, but he grew up around Ralphie staying at my house. You know, you guys coming over, yeah. so he didn't really realize you were funny and famous until until I took him to go see you do do comedy. Now I'll catch him watching your stuff on Netflix and YouTube. And I like the night that I watched the cabin, I was up late. I text you, I talked to you. I was up. It was like eleven o'clock, and I couldn't stop watching them. And I actually went down to see if Joey was awake because I was going to make him watch it with me. But the next day, he watched them and loved them. He was he loves Miss Pat now. Oh, everyone loves Miss Pat. Miss Pat telling Kaylee Cuoco. Your show's horrible. It's corny. The it's jokes corny. aren't funny, and I can't believe they paid you a million dollars an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the room with that. You could not turn that off. And by the way, that was edited to look nice. I mean, this cat was what? brutal. Brutal. Do you ever think that John Ritter, the reason he died, was that your show was so bad? And you're like, what? You're like, wait. Oh. Like, she was brutal. And But she's so honest. She doesn't care. She no. really doesn't care. Because it would be the same way if, if like... Uh, I, I mean, it's 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 the industry you're in. Like she doesn't care. Like Joel said something interesting that Miss Pat like rolled her eyes at, and he was like, you know, when she was 13, she had a hit sitcom and was a lead, Kelly Cuoco, on on a hit sitcom. In the in and and what else could you want out of life? And yeah. Pat looked at him and said, I was pregnant at 13 uh-huh. and and about to give birth to my first kid, and and the the guy was 27 and. Joel's like, ha, ha, very different life, very different life. Uh, hey, Mike, real quick, we got to do the uh, bone bonus. Oh, all right, stand by, Bert, stand by. Obviously, this is all about money. This hour's bone bonus keyword is golf. 
Text GOLF to 70123 before 15 minutes past the top of the hour and And go go get get your your thousand thousand bucks. bucks. Powered by Achieva Credit Union. There you go. Good luck. All right, Bert, um, I'll give you my favorites favorites in order, okay? Okay. Miss Pat's first. Yeah. The Seguro one is second. Okay. Which is a really close tie with uh, with the Bobby Lee one, the Bobby Lee yeah, Dial Rawlings yeah. one. Then the uh, uh, I don't know the Caitlyn Jenner and the and I, the Caitlyn Jenner one is not as funny, but it's still really good to me. And then the uh, yeah. the one the Anthony Anderson one was surprisingly good because he seems like an odd combination for you. Uh, and then Big J really didn't say much the time he was there. I like Big J, but he didn't really talk a whole heck of a lot. But you guys getting the uh, Ralphed and uh, Rolfed, whatever it is, I thought that was funny. I thought the whole the whole series is great. Will, now, will you do, is it? Has, can you tell if it's been successful yet? Yes, I think it's trending number six. It's number six show in the country right now. Uh, I I do. I will tell you though that I don't know if I didn't know you, I don't see it. Like I don't know how we'd advertise it. Like I'm trying to talk about it as much as I can. Because I know, and I saw you post a billboard that they have the billboard in L.A., um, but I don't know like I, how else people would know about it other than hearing hearing uh, us talk about it or somebody talk about it. Like the more people, we need to push this as hard as we can because it's fantastic. Yeah, it's. I think it's word of mouth. It, it's getting a lot of love online. Yeah, um, and uh, and so and I think it's one of those things that you know by word. Of, that's how those Netflix shows survive is by word of mouth and. Once it gets in the top ten trending shows, then it, it starts catching. People start going, "Well, what is this?" And I think, but once again, it's like it's it's a weird show. Like if you, yeah, I, I, part of me feels like if you don't know comedy or if you don't know podcasting or radio, like that, you would probably go like, "What are they doing?" Like, because it, it really is just us hanging. Anthony Anderson caught me off guard by how invested in being on that show he was like he showed up ready to play and he was like i'm game for anything and and you know i think netflix wants if they if they wanted to do a second season i I know they'd want bigger stars like they'd want like adam sandler and and you know david letterman like they'd want big stars right i'm not certain this show would be good with big stars you know it's i mean it depends because i think you I think you would be funny with, the, you know, the, the I, like I like Anthony Anderson. I know he's a bigger star. He's got a hit uh, a sitcom and all that stuff. He's but huge. yeah, yeah, I know that. But I and Kelly Cuoco, same thing. But I don't see them as like I, they were unnecessary, even though it worked out. You know what I mean? Like the more like you, if it's you with a comedian and you with one of these guys and somebody else, like it, like it is. I think I don't think that's bad. Like you, you and Joey and Tom is perfect because you all know each other. But then. um I don't know if it's if it's one and one. I don't think that would be bad. I would love. Would well, you I'll do a you, cabin again, you, or would you go somewhere else? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I can't say names, but you can figure out names. Okay. We did one episode with uh, with uh, two comedians and a celebrity, and then one of the comedians got canceled. And we weren't allowed to use the episode, mm. but it was it was really awkward. The comedians were great, but the celebrity felt like the comedians were just running buckshot all over her. Because uh-huh. we were just, everything was a joke to us, and we're just, and, and and a lot of these sitcom stars don't know, like, not Kelly Cuoco and Joel McHale, but they don't know 
if they don't have a scripted line, they're not sure what to say. You know what I mean? And they don't want to step on you. So it's kind of, you know, that would have been the episode where I think that if you saw that, you'd be like, ooh, I don't know, you know, if that that celebrity was 100% comfortable. You know, and I, to me, though, that was what made it so great. Like, Kelly Cuoco was, looked like she was horrified for a little while, although she it, she made it fun. Like, it was good to see her in that. Like, I thought, here's this girl that probably is getting her ass kissed in every aspect of Hollywood that she goes to, and and now she's on the set where she, nobody, I mean, I'm sure they were treating her great, and she was only there for a certain amount of time, whatever, but then you have Miss Pat crapping all over her. You're, you're doing silly stuff. I, I was like, this, the fact that she's uncomfortable now is making it better. Yeah, I thought so, too. I would, for se- if we were going to do season two, I, I don't know, I was thinking about that today. I was like, I wonder if we did it, just did it on a boat. And like, I picked up <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Boat. Were you listening? <laughs> no, what? I said that this morning. Are you serious? Are you lying to me? Did you hear it? I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, I said that to this girl last night. I was like, I wonder if we could just do a boat and like and like pick different people up in different ports and then have adventures with them on the boat and shoot on the boat. That would be fun. That's what I said. I go, I go, the cabin was a great idea, but what if the next season's like on a boat or something? <laughs> yeah. I think that would be great. See, I should be writing for the show. Uh, I, I, I have to tell <laughs> you. I told I started the show the other day, and I said to Galvin, I said, you know, when when Bert does something, it's as a friend, I always have to be honest with him and tell him the, the truth. Nobody wants to just get their ass kicked; they want to hear the truth. And I said, so I'm going to tell you the truth about the cabin. And uh, I don't know if he was surprised by it or not, but I was I was surprised by how much I liked it. I I, could, I, I, I couldn't sleep. You. You I had to watch me. all five you episodes. Text, you texted me. I, I was on the bus and. And it was the first day I think it was out, and I'd yeah. done shows, and people were like, the network calls, Netflix called, and they're like, they're like, it's it's performing um, better than expected. Uh, the it, we're getting a lot of love on social community, social media, and and a lot of interest. You know, we just got to keep the foot, the pedal to the floor, and keep moving forward. We want it to do big. We want to. We'd love to get it in the top ten. We'd love to. It's for it to have a big weekend for it to survive. And we're like, great, great, great. And then. But you don't know if it's good or not because you, you're not you're not like no one's really saying if it's good or not. Right. And then you texted me, and I got your text. I called you immediately, and I hung up. And I was with Shane Torres in the bus. It was, I think it's hilarious. And I said, he said, well, "What was that about?" And I said, "That is how I know the show's good because I go, uh, this is a guy who has been brutally honest with me every time I do something, like every time." He goes, "What do you mean?" I said. The reason, like, my first special, I, I, I said, what did you think? And he goes, are we going to be honest, or am I going to lie to you? And I went, oh, God. <laughs> and he was like, seriously? I, I go, yeah. And and I go, that text meant more to me than anything in the world, because I was like, that's the litmus test of now I can go on and do press and go, I'm very proud of this show. I'm very happy with how it turned out. My buddy Cowhead likes it. And we're good. <laughs> Yeah, you should be super proud, dude. It is fantastic. It is. It's f- I said today, I go, look, your stand-up specials are great, and the last couple ones really captured you, but nothing nothing captured the funny Bert like this show has. That makes me so happy. That, and by the way, they edited out so much frontal male nudity that I thought was going to be a <laughs> You really and have... Said, n- and I said, I'm just... And- I said to Tom, I go, I go straight up frontal male nudity. And it's like, you know, when people say I have, I have a little junk and then they're like, and it gets a comedy laugh. I go, this would have been 
not a comedy laugh, but like a, oh, I feel bad for his wife yeah. kind of laugh. Oh, oh. It's, it's a... Yeah. It is. No, that's sad. There's a lot of you naked. There's a lot of you, your butt. Uh, I don't know. It's just. It's so. It's so funny to me uh, to see you running around and doing this. I, I'm so happy for you. I hope this thing becomes huge. I hope they do uh, another season. Now, how how would you answer? I won't use any names here, but you might be able to figure it out, like you said to me. How would you answer another comedian who claims that? You may have um, not stolen his idea, but took it and made it your own. Maybe he was doing something like a comedy camp where comedians go camping. I don't know. Like oh, maybe, oh, wait, are, wait. Are we talking? Are we talking about someone who's got a podcast? Someone that has a podcast. Yes, someone that I'm pretty close to. I don't want to give out any names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who does? No, I com- don't, I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I didn't. Definitely didn't think of that. As encroachment, you know, and then sadly the idea isn't even mine. It's not my idea. I got put into it. Oh, I'm just. I, so, I'm, it's so I'm, friend- I'm teasing. I was hoping you would no, no, say no, some insulting. No, 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 no. This is a French uh, series, The Cabin Le Cabin, I think is it called. Uh-huh. Um, that that we had to buy the rights ah. to, and it's a fr- French comic did it, where he took his friends to the woods, but it was it was scripted. So when we got the show. It was scripted. So we hired a huge writing staff. We went to script it, and we started casting in December. And the way it worked was we couldn't get anyone to commit before the holidays, and we were shooting January 3rd, January 6th. So we, without a cast, we couldn't script it. So we had a whole writing team there. We are trying to write scripts for a show that we didn't know who was going to be in it. And so we couldn't write anything because we didn't oh, know. Wow. No one committed to it. And so what they did instead was this is really this is fascinating in my opinion what they did was they i said script me ideas of things i can improv in meaning like give me activities like and coffee anima um william tell arrow shot uh axe throwing uh paintball to do a painting it was just dumb ideas i want to do a a schwitz where you get into the sauna get in the cold get beat by birch breath right so we had all these ideas up on the board and then as the cast started landing, we would just grab the ideas and put them under who we thought would have the most fun with them. Gotcha. And so Cigar Rolling with an Ounce of Weed was Joey Diaz. Emu Take uh, Dismemberant was Segura. And so like we kind of just like did that. And then we got in the thing with no script, and we just were like, let's just be in the moment, do the activity, have fun, be as funny as possible, make it as long as it needs to be, we'll edit it down. And the the guy who created the show came out on set, and he's this French or French Canadian guy, and I, we did we did the coffee enema is was the first thing he saw, and he was crying laughing, and then he pulls me aside. He goes he goes you are a genius. Like how do you do you have all these lines memorized in your head? And I said I there's no lines whatsoever. And he goes where are these words coming from? And I said he put coffee. He put coffee in my butt. Like, I just <laughs> well, I said what I thought. And he was like, this is amazing, the ability that you have to come up with these things. And I'm like, I, yeah. I go, That's not, it's not that brilliant, man. I'm just getting coffee up my ass. Like, <laughs> just a lot of screaming. A lot of so. screaming. Uh, the bees were great. The coffee was great. The uh, I'll tell you, though, the, the best real thing is the reaction to opening the cooler when the emu is in the cooler. That was the very first thing we shot. That was the very first thing we shot, and and this and it dictated the energy of the whole show. They 
they said to me, hey, man, we've got the emu here. Do you want to take a look at it? And I went, nah, I want to see it on camera. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? And I think they thought they didn't know how I would react to it. And I was like, I think my reaction is what's important. And so and so we, the, the funniest is the butcher that brought it, his nickname was Sweet. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. like 700, 600 pounds. And I, and I said to him, I go, how did you get your nickname Sweet? And Joey and Tom looked at me, and he goes, because I'm sweet on the ladies. And Joey goes, are you sure it's because you're not pre-diabetic? <laughs> <laughs> Joey talking, was, like, I, Joey doing what Joey does in front of that lady and talking about things that you can't do anymore was one of the best parts of the show. Oh, dude, that was edited down, too. The stuff, imagine the stuff he said just to make me and Tom laugh. We cried for 30 minutes. And then Joey called me the morning the show started premiering, and then, and people started liking it and hitting Joey up and saying, "Yo, I've just discovered Mad Flavor. This guy's my new favorite guy in the world." Yeah. And Joey calls me up and he goes, "Dog, you left all that stuff in?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh my god, this is going to be a hit for Chrysler." And he hung up on me. <laughs> he was hilarious. I mean, his Superman of Cuba story oh, it was, it was, was unbelievable. I mean, me and Tom, just, I, literally, we got done, and we were like, we didn't do anything but laugh at Joey. And yeah. you're like, yeah, but that's all you do when you're around Joey is just laugh. And we got done that episode, and I was like, how are we going to do better? That was one day, right? The next day, Miss Pat shows up, and we're like <laughs> crying. I mean, crying, laughing, and we're like, oh, my God, this couldn't get better. And then the next day, Donnell and Bobby show up. Ugh. And Donnell, I mean, Donnell is, I think, steals the show in that one. Yeah. Bobby and I are lunatics. Donnell's reactions to not wanting to do things were so funny and so spot on. And I, like by the time we got done, I was like, I know we got a bunch of funny stuff. I just don't know how we put it together. And, and so, uh, and I didn't, I didn't really know Donnell. I knew he was, but I don't really know him before that episode. And he was great in that episode. So you don't have to know who these people are. Oh, they edited out so much of so much racist stuff out of that episode. <laughs> there was a point. There was a point. I think they show a little bit of it, but not fully, of us impersonating each other's fathers. <laughs> oh, yeah, they showed a little bit of it, yeah. Oh, my God, that got so out of hand oh, that we were just shy of saying hate terms to each other. Like, I mean, <laughs> and, but it's, you know, three comics trying to make each other laugh. Right. And, I mean, it was hilarious. And, I, and we got up and we're like, I was like, hey, man, I don't think I'm allowed to say those things on television. And Donnell's like, you're not allowed to say them to my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let me tell everybody, for those of you who don't know, this is Burt Kreischer, and the show is called The Cabin. It is on Netflix, and uh, I promise you it will be the funniest thing you, you've seen in a long time. And I, I, I can't tell you enough how much I love it. I've been talking about it since Monday. And uh, just go to Netflix. It comes right up. It should on the first page. If not, search The Cabin and, and check it out. Um, and where are you ever coming here? I know the tour is still out, but you're not. You don't have anything in the Florida area, right? Yeah, I don't know why. I, for whatever reason, they they didn't do Tampa, Orlando. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think they may be trying to save them. I think Florida's opened up different than other cities, so they may be saving them for theater. It's like the first run of theaters we do when we get back. Well, uh, I hope to see you soon. If not, I might fly out to one of your shows somewhere and meet you guys out somewhere. Hey, we're in Texas this weekend. Oh, man. Uh, well, dude, yeah, are you still out I'm getting, a, I'm getting on a... 
And yeah, yeah, we're outside. We're doing amphitheaters and and some drive-ins. Tom and I are doing the Rose Bowl on the 28th. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Um, and then I do like a little bit of a run in November, and uh, and and then I'm done. I'm done. I go to Prague in March to shoot the machine, and and that's it. And the, what, the Go Big Show comes out in January. What is the machine? You being serious? The movie. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we oh, 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 I'm sorry. About okay, I got you. I got you. To shoot, to, to yeah, shoot yeah, yeah. Prague as uh, using for that for Russia. Yeah, we're using Prague for Russia, and uh, yeah, I got a script meeting uh, today with the director and our new writer, and we're yeah, we're, we're moving forward, man. They're putting, I think. Especially now that the cabin's doing well, everyone it's it's crazy, man. You think to yourself like, what if it, what if it, it, no one had seen this? Like, what if no one seen it and it was really and it really sucked? Yeah. And then you go, would the machine have gone away? Like, Ooh. would my movie go away? Or because because the second it does well, all of a sudden everyone's like, the phone the phone starts ringing off the hook, and everyone's like, all right. Like, I mean, it's crazy. They, like, we got a call yesterday because obviously everyone's now because you're on Netflix. Movie producers are, are watching watching you. They don't watch podcasts. Right. So Tom and I, Tom and I have like a top five podcast in the world for the past year or the past six months probably, and no one's cared about it. And then all of a sudden they see me and Tom dismembering an emu on Netflix, and they're like, "And we got I got phone calls all day yesterday from movie producers going, what movie do you want to do? Yeah. Like, what do you and Tom want to do?'" And Tom and I have a road trip movie with Johnny Depp that we want to do. <laughs> have I told you that idea? No, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we want to do a road trip movie with Johnny Depp, and then we want to do another one called Fat Astronaut. Fat, fat Astronaut. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a good pitch. Hear it out. Hear it out, okay? Uh, so so, uh, so the move, they're going to put condos, like living pods, on the moon, right? So people can go move, move to the moon, and it's – but. They realize that it really works better for fat people because of plantar fasciitis and arthritis, and <laughs> so they're like, "Well, we none of our astronauts have ever been fat. We've always made sure they're in shape. We need to send two fat guys out to space <laughs> to see if they can live with all their vices." So they send me and Tom with a bunch of booze and marijuana and food and hookers, and we've got to see if we can survive. Oh, and so, geez. in the movie, we obviously don't want to go home. We just want to stay there. We don't want to go home. Right. So we sabotage ourselves, so we're stuck in space. And then we turn, and, and, you know, obviously, the third act, we find out we need to save the world. So we've got to get our astronaut ship back. Astronaut ship. What did I just call it? An astronaut ship? Our astronaut ship back to the space. So we've got to work out and get in shape so that we can make it back to the Earth. Oh, my God. That is brilliant. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, and so. Can I put in a request? Yeah. I'd like to be in the machine. I would like to be Igor number seven. Done. We have a we have a sauna, a sauna fight scene, naked fight scene. Yep. And we've already greenlit that that is where I will put all my cameos and <laughs> of all my friends. <laughs> and we are we have we are getting prosthetic junks uh-huh. so that everyone's got solid pieces on them, and uh-huh. I am just regular. Okay, uh, yeah. I, if you think that I won't fight naked in, in a in a shower scene, you're crazy. It's going to be you, Segura, Joey Diaz, 
Rogan. It's going to be a fun group. In, and I don't want to be next to Joe Rogan naked. naked. <laughs> You're going to get a great piece on you. Yeah, but it's like, what if I still have my belly? Well, you got to start working out. Well, I'll be, put me next to Joey Diaz. I'll be oh. fine. By the way, I'm doing a cycle of steroids for the machine. <laughs> what? You for for what? I can't tell you all the secrets about okay. this. All right, because we're still working on it. But I've been greenlit to do a cycle of steroids and get ripped for the beginning of the machine. Oh my god, dude! This is I got. It's gonna you. be so much fun. I'm so glad I know you. I'm so glad I know you now. This way, when I speak at your funeral, <laughs> I have so many great things to say. I can't. My funeral's gonna be a blast. I just wish I'd be there. <laughs> you will be there. You know, you know that's like that's like that's like that's like the day. You remember when TMZ said I had a heart attack? Yes. And and then my manager called me and he's like, "Did you have a heart attack last night?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "He was like, uh, he was like, well, I'm gonna call TMZ then to say that that's false." I was like, "No, you're not." Yeah. I was well, like, that's... "Who doesn't want the day?" That everyone texts them to tell them how much they love them, <laughs> and go, "Are you? I love you. I hope you get better. You mean so much to me." But all I got were texts going, "We knew this was going to happen with yeah. your lifestyle. <laughs> this. I hope this gives you a warning to slow down. You have daughters. This isn't funny anymore." How did you like? See oh this my coming? god! Yeah, mind. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you called in because we started talking about you right out of the gate this morning about the show and about your father and. Uh, and I've been loving the show all, all week. I've watched it twice now. The show is called The Cabin. It's on Netflix. And if you love Bert, or if you've never heard Bert before, and today's for some reason the first day you are, I promise you, you will love this show. Go and check it out. And I uh, hope to see you soon, dude. I would love, uh, hopefully. I was supposed to go back to get my parents, but now we're just going to send the tour bus to pick them up, take them up to L.A. Oh, they're going to ride across the country in the bus? Yeah, my dad's scared of COVID, so he's getting in the uh, tour bus and taking it. Where my Ron's going out picking up my parents, and they're stopping at RV parks around the country and heading to the L- to LA for Thanksgiving. That's not a bad. That's a bad. That's a good run. As I told my dad, I said you're going to love it. He was uh, unsure at first. I go, you're going to love it. You go to these beautiful RV parks. They really are gorgeous. Some of them. Yeah. Have a cigar and a glass of wine. Grill up some food. And I was like, and then. I think they should be driving at night. I think Ron should show up at, like, midnight, get on the bus, start driving, and let them spend the day in a place where my dad wants to drive during the day so we can see the country. I'm like, you don't want to see it. You don't see anything on those roads. Well, whatever. I hope they get there and have a great time. And, by the way, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to sit in the jump seat of a bus and go 70 miles an hour. It is terrifying. (laughs) A giant giant windshield? I don't need that. (laughs) Especially with Ron, who's playing... Hip hop nonstop and rolling calls from all his pink toes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude. Uh, congratulations on the success of the cabin, and I'm so glad you called in today. And I uh, hope to see you soon, my man. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, you know how much that text meant to me. Well, I, I got to tell you, I really meant it because the show was fantastic. Thank you. Hey, I, thank I need, you, thank I need you, two thank bears hats. They come out yet? Uh, their game, they're held up in China. They don't come out until November. We'll yeah, that's, that's what Tom said. All right, cool. Uh, all right, Bert, good talking to you, buddy. All right, love you guys. Bye. See you, man. See you, Bye. There you go, Bert Kreischer, the machine, the uh, king of the cabin. Yeah, we should probably end the show, huh? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, okay. Tonight, 
Hopefully we'll see you guys out in downtown St. Pete. 82%. It went back up. Bert inspired me. 82%. 82% chance it's happening. Good enough for me, Michael. This just in, Joe. 83.5. Oh, what? It's going up. How do you like that? It's going up. Check us out on Instagram.com slash the Mike Caltas Show. On Wednesday, the 4th, Bobby Kelly and I will be doing the Calta and Kelly podcast live from Side Splitters here in Tampa. Bobby will be doing shows all weekend, and I will be doing comedy with him as well. But on Wednesday, we do the podcast live in front of a studio audience. Get your tickets now at SidesplittersComedy.com. We were supposed to do the Land Cruise. There is no Land Cruise. This is the closest thing. This is the first live gig we've been able to do. Check that out. Anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it. Oh, you know, we didn't do it in new football picks. Yeah, well. Go Bucks. Bucks Packers. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Over, under, under. Spanish makes it back. No, never. He dies there. <laughs> Wishful thinking, son. Wishful thinking. See you guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.